Welcome to the Financial Feast Podcast. I'm Kevin. And I'm Zach. And this is John. And today we're going to be talking about mortgages. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, great to be here with you on episode number 17. We're going to be discussing a very important topic with our guest, who is the Dean of Mortgages, right? That's right. Um, that's right. He is a professional, been doing this for a number of years, right? Yes, that's right. Um, so we thought it would be helpful to have somebody in um, on the topic. So today we're going to be talking about, there's probably pretty much everybody's at least heard about it. Uh, um, the Biden administration's kind of brought out this home ownership rule where people are kind of, what does this mean as far as am I going to get charged more for my mortgage? Um, why is this happening? Um, so that's what we're going to discuss today. Before we get into that, um, we do have a food topic every single week. Oh, yes. So I'm going to just bring this on you. I didn't give you any preparation for <laughs> Wonderful. this. Um, yeah. I was curious what the best thing you have ever eaten and your whole life is? Oh, the best thing I've ever eaten in my whole life. Uh, I was in Florence, Italy. Oh, with, I like um, great. <laughs> with, uh, with my Italian wife. Okay. Um, this was our baby moon. This is the last big trip we took before we had kids. Okay. Um, was in Florence, Italy. And we sat down at a little outdoor restaurant. Um, and I had some pasta carbonara that was... Unlike anything I've ever had. Yeah. Like, I've had pasta carbonara before, and yeah. I've had it since, and it's fine, right? Yeah. My wife's Italian. We eat pasta every single I'm Sunday. Sure you do. It's oh, good. Yeah. Like, it's it very good. You know, Christmas yeah. cavadels, you got all, all these. But this pasta carbonara in Florence, Italy, eating <laughs> outdoor, like 74 degrees, you see, you know, oh. the, 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 the grand um, domo or whatever in the background. I've never had anything that good. That's probably my favorite meal I've ever had. All right. Um, so yeah, that might, that'd be my answer. I mean, you came up yeah. with that really quick. That too. Was really so, quick. I mean, yeah. that was like, that That's, really made an impact. Like, it on definitely it. left an impact for sure. It did. You should uh, <laughs> for sure ask my wife about it next time you see her, ask her about the pasta carbonara in um, Florence, Italy, Florence, and Italy. she will for okay. sure remember it. Perfect. Have you, have you now, um, cause I know your in-laws are obviously Italian. Um, yeah. has there been more pressure on them to, <laughs> to perform to this level? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay. Um, you know, their pasta compared to like normal pasta is already superior. So, um, I'm never complaining. Um, but yeah, the, that specific dish I had in the summer of 2014 was just, it was just <laughs> perfect. Sounds so, right. yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. So bringing this all back here, the real reason why we have you on here is there's a thing going on right now. So many articles on the internet, so many news agencies and articles being reported on this new home ownership rule. And once again, we wanted to bring John in here. He is, um, he works for Barrett Financial. You have your own group, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we wanted him to kind of explain a little bit about what's going on. Uh, when we get down to it, I guess the number one question that everyone wants to know starting off is, am I going to get charged more if I have good credit and do I have to pay more if I have a down payment? What's going on there? Yeah. Great question. So Give me a minute. This is a, a long story, and I actually kind of want to tell a story because okay. I think this is going to help explain. Sure. Um, so this is in regard to changes to LLPAs, which went into effect in January. So what's an LLPA, way. just real quick? So an LLPA is a loan-level price adjustment. Okay. Essentially, this is what we're talking about. Every single person that's buying a house is going to get an interest rate. Sure. Every single person is allowed to get 
whatever interest rate he wants. It's just that for different people, the same interest rate might cost a different amount. All right, so think of interest rates just like items that you could purchase from the gas station. You could walk into a gas station and instead of grabbing one of 50 different types of you know, energy drinks, you could grab an interest rate. All right, here's a 5%, here's a 5.5%, here's a 6%. Each of these interest rates costs a different amount of money. As you can guess, lower interest rates are going to cost the buyer more money higher interest rates are going to cost the buyer less money, right? Sometimes it makes sense to pay a little bit more money for a lower interest rate if you think you're going to be in that loan long term. It's going to save you a lot of money. But it the, the price of each rate is going to change according to your qualifications. If you have an 800 credit score, you're going to get better pricing on the same interest rate than somebody with a 500 credit score. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone understands why, right? Sure. Lenders are looking at these two borrowers and they're like, hmm, you're very likely to pay your bills. You're less likely to pay your bills. Yeah. So we might give you the same interest rate, but we're going to charge you more. The thing that determines exactly how much each buyer is charged are these LLPAs, these loan level pricing adjustments. So if you've got an 800 credit score, you might have a loan level pricing adjustment of zero. You get that rate for free, no extra cost. Okay. Whereas mm -hmm. if you have a 600 credit score, you can get the same interest rate, but you're gonna have a loan level pricing adjustment of let's just say two. What is two? That means 2%, which is 2% of the loan amount. Okay. So if you've got a $400,000 mortgage, and you have a loan level pricing adjustment of two, in order to get the same interest rate, you have to pay an extra $8,000, 2% of that $400,000 loan amount. Now, LLPAs are set in stone by Fannie and Freddie. These are the people that buy loans on this the secondary the big market. Government yeah. right, Correct. Of, of mortgages. So a lender gives you a loan and they want to sell that loan as quickly as possible so then they can give KJ a loan. Right? Who do they sell it to? Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, mm -hmm. almost always. Yeah. And so Fannie says, here's what we will pay you for this loan. And they will pay more for the 800 credit score buyer than they will for the 600 credit score buyer because the 800 credit score buyer is more likely to pay his bills. Mm -hmm. So this is where these LLPAs come in. These change all the time. Not like every three months, but they change quite often. Every couple years, we find out, oh, we have new LLPAs. Cost for this buyer going up, cost for this buyer going down. Now again, this, these, these new LLPAs were rolled out in January. Mm -hmm. We are hearing about it in April. Mm -hmm. They were rolled out in January. Why? Here's why. Because when they were rolled out in January, every loan officer in America was like, huh, that's interesting. Doesn't really change all that much. Interesting. I will tell you why it doesn't change all that much in a little bit, but what has happened recently? Well, last week, there was a journalist um, writing for a pretty partisan newspaper that discovered these changes and he came across a chart that he misunderstood, okay? okay? And we will put some links to the charts that we're talking about in the show notes so everyone can see this. I'm not trying to fool anybody, but it's, it's something, honestly, as soon as you look at the charts, you can realize exactly what's going on, okay. all right? So I want you guys to think of three charts. One chart is, here's the old LLPAs. These are the old charges that we charged each person, depending on credit score, depending on how much money they put down. Here's the new chart, all right? Here's the new LLPAs. And then someone that was trying to be very helpful made a third chart, which 
detailed the differences between the old and the new. Okay. And if one LLPA got better for borrowers, we put a little green box there. And if one LLPA got worse for borrowers, it was put in red, right? This borrower is now going to have to pay more than he used to for this loan. That box is red. This borrower isn't going to have to pay as much as he used to. We'll put that in green. Now, the majority of the new chart on this box of change was in green. There was one very specific section in the middle, specifically with people putting 15 or 20% down, that got worse for borrowers. All right? It got worse than it was before. Okay. Here's what happened, okay? I'm going to use a basketball analogy. I think that this is helpful. Okay. Let's take two basketball players, Shaquille O'Neal and Steph Curry. All right? And let's just think about their free throw percentage. Now, everybody knows Shaquille O'Neal was never good at free throws. All right? (laughs) One year, uh, he shot 42% from the free throw line. In the offseason, he worked really hard. And he improved his free throw percentage. He shot 50% the next year. Yeah. 50. Yeah. He improved by 8%. Yeah. All right? So if we're going to show a chart of change, we've got a green box for Shaquille O'Neal of plus 8. He went from 42 to 50. Green box, plus 8. Great job, Shaq. Yes. Uh, between Steph's second and third years in the league, he had an ankle injury. His second year, he shot 93% from the free throw line. His third year, it plummeted. 81 percent wow he lost he he declined by 12 percent from the free throw line he went from 93 to 81 percent so if we're going to show a, ch- a, a box that shows Horribly change red. bright red yeah. minus 12. Yeah. shack dark green plus eight steph minus 12 dark red yeah who's the better free throw shooter yeah. just looking at the chart without all the context Shaq looks fantastic. Absolutely. Oh, man, don't I want to be in green plus eight instead of Steph minus 12? No. Every single person that's ever watched basketball would take Steph's worst year ever over Shaq's best year ever. Check me on basketball reference. Yes. I I looked this up. Steph's worst year is still considerably better. Yes. Here's what the uh, FHFA did. All right. Here's what the people at Fannie and Freddie did. On the old LLPAs. It was way better to have good credit than bad credit. You know, looking at the chart right now, for instance, all right, on the old LLPAs, if you were putting 5% down and you had a 740 credit score, you only had an LLPA, a loan level price adjustment of 0.75, okay, so less than a point. And if you had a 620 credit score, your loan level pricing adjustment was 3.75, Three point, almost 4%, wow. all right? So 0.75 to 0.3.75, the distance between good credit and bad credit was three whole percentage points, all right? Here's the new numbers from the new chart, and you're gonna notice something. Both get better. Mm. Both get better. Now, okay. one gets more better, right? Mm. But good the new, Yeah, you yeah. know, my, my, my <laughs> mother, who's an English teacher, would be proud of that one. <laughs> um, but now, if you have a 780 credit score and you're putting 5% down, your loan level price adjustment fell from 0.75 to 0.25. Wow. On a $400,000 loan, you just saved two grand. Mm-hmm. You saved two grand. If you have good credit, and things are better for you. And that's in the new one that just got updated in January Correct. as opposed to what we had before. Correct. With all the hubbub of this is horrible. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. And if you show that percent change on a chart, yeah. it's plus 0.5 light green. 
Interesting. What happened to the low credit score borrower? His went from a 3.75 to a 2 to a 1.75. 3.75 to 1.75. Okay. Uh, his improved by two points. Yeah. So his is darker green. Now, what is the new LLPA? High credit, you're at 0.125. Low credit, you're at 1.75. Which one would you rather be at? Definitely 1.25. Of course, the yeah. 0.125. Yeah. But you see that um, this guy's credit, you know, this, this guy's uh, LLPA, his improved by less than a point. The low credit score borrowing improved by two whole points on that chart of change. It's darker green. And it seems like we have we have hurt high credit borrowers and at the expense of, you know, in order to help low credit borrowers. Mm -hmm. In reality, especially at certain down payment scenarios, we've helped everybody. We've just helped low credit borrowers a little bit more. more. You know, it's it's uh it's it's the difference between Secretariat beating Sham at the Belmont Stakes by 31 lengths and Secretariat beating Sham at the Kentucky Derby by two and a half. These are horses, yeah. by the way. For <laughs> yes. No, yeah. That's my last sports analogy. I promise. <laughs> no, we love um, the sports analogy. Oh, yeah. Sports, food, throw them in there. You yeah. know, either way, you want to be Secretariat. Yeah. But oh, yeah. one is a more impressive victory. Yeah. Sure. Um. So, uh, and honestly, you know, I have I have five key takeaways of the new LLPAs. Okay. All right. Number one. Low credit score borrowers still pay higher fees or rates on, than high credit score borrowers on every single loan scenario. So, every single one. So having good credit is still good. Yes. I had somebody call me this week. Not, not making this up. I had somebody call me this week. I heard the news. Should I miss a credit card payment to lower <laughs> my credit? Should I purposely hurt my yes. credit score yes. so I don't get stuck? So that I can get a better yeah. rate. No. I said, no, please do not yeah. do this. Yeah. This is terrible. This is why I want to talk about this because these are, these are real people reading headlines yeah. yes. thinking that this is that, you know this is something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I put this on, on my Facebook, on my LinkedIn, on my Twitter. I said, here's the new LLPAs. If any person can show me one scenario where it is cheaper for a borrower to have lower credit than higher credit. Hmm. I will Venmo a million dollars to the charity of your choice. Doesn't exist. It is still much, much, much better to have high credit than it is to have low credit. It's not as much more better as it was before, Makes but sense. it is still better. Okay. Um, number two, adjustments went down for all credit scores for anyone that's putting less money down. The biggest change to this, and we can talk about this in a little bit, um, if you're putting 5% down, that's what Fannie and Freddie want you to do. Why? Because they want you to pay mortgage insurance. Makes, sense. Makes them feel better. Makes sense. They have hurt everybody that's wanting to put 15% down now or 20% down. If you look at the LLPAs and the, and the change, that's where you see the darkest red, people putting 15 or 20% down. Lenders hate when you put 20% down. Why? Because if you put 20% down, you're not paying a single dime of mortgage insurance. Right. And then if you get hit by a bus and you die and they foreclose on you, they right? They owe it all. They owe something, yeah. Yeah. right? They would much rather you put 19% down and pay mortgage insurance for six months than put 20% down. Yeah. And you see this reflected, right? And it doesn't, you know, to me, we can argue about whether or not that is good or not, whether it's fair or not, um, but it just is. It's the reality. Right? It's the yeah, reality. It is. Um, all right, number three, further, and this is something a lot of people are missing, some of the changes quite literally help borrowers with higher credit more than they were helped before. Here's how. Okay. The old LLPAs, I'm showing you this picture right now, right? The yeah. old LLPAs, you, you've got bands for every 
every single borrower. Mm -hmm. If you had a 740 or higher credit score, these are your LLPAs. If you had a 741 or an 841, you were treated the same mm -hmm. on the old LLPAs. The new LLPAs, we added two more credit bands. We've got stuff for people 760 to 779. We've got people for 780 or higher. And if you'll look, you know, before, if you had a 741 or an 841 and you were putting, you know, 5% down, you had a 0.75 uh, LLPA. But now this person with a 780 credit score or higher on this same loan is actually much more advantaged. Yeah. The 740, it's still a little bit higher at 0. 0.5, but if you've got a 780, we're actually rewarding people with the very highest credit scores, contrary to what the news is actually saying, Yes. right? So um, the people, if you look, if you really dig into these, the people that are really hurt the most are people from 680 to 740. Okay. All right, 680 to 740. If you're above 740, things got better for you. All right, we don't have to worry about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there nice. we go. Yeah. Um, all right, so and then we talked about uh, we talked about that. I'll also note. I'll also note this: there is a lot of improvement on the bottom of the chart, mm. but my argument is that that's fake improvement anyway. And here's why: um, so if if you look at the the percent change chart, the okay. bottom three rows are all green or even dark green. So anyone trying to get a conventional loan with a credit score below 680, they got a lot of improvement. I'm arguing that that's fake because these borrowers aren't getting conventional loans anyway. They're getting FHAs. They're getting FHA loans yeah. and for a couple different reasons. Number one. There, well, before you get into that, can you just yeah. explain the difference between a conventional and, for the, sure. and the FHA? Yeah. Absolutely. So conventional loans, uh, there's, there's, there's three main differences. Number one, uh, conventional loan uh, qualification guidelines are, are more strict. Mm -hmm. You can only go up to a 50% debt to income ratio on a conventional loan, for instance. Um, whereas with FHA, you can go up to 56.999%. All right, so more strict qualifications for a conventional loan. Secondly, uh, on a conventional loan, mortgage insurance goes away once you get 20% equity. Automatically. Automatically. Yeah. Compared to an FHA loan where if you don't put 10% down, you have mortgage insurance for life. Okay. All right. Third, conventional interest rates are typically about a point higher than FHA interest rates. Okay. Uh, the FHA was, was generally created for less qualified borrowers. And one of the reasons that, that this is so is because uh, mortgage insurance on a conventional loan is totally tied to your credit score. All right, so take a $400,000 loan. If you have a 780 credit score and you put 5% down on a conventional loan, your mortgage insurance is only gonna be $120 a month. But if you have a 640 credit score, everything else is the same, but your credit score is 640 and you get a conventional loan 5% down, your mortgage insurance is $421 a month. Wow. So um, because of this, because of this, anyone below a 680, I'm recommending as a loan officer, you should get an FHA loan. Why? Because mortgage insurance for FHA loans is the same for everybody, no matter what your credit score. That same loan, if we go FHA for that borrower, his mortgage insurance is $157, $157. I'm gonna save him almost $300. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, plus, that same FHA borrower, I could give him a 6.125% interest rate for no extra costs. If I wanted to give him a 6.25 on a conventional loan, I have to charge him almost two full points, eight grand on a $400,000 loan. So sure, you know, technically, if I have a 643 credit score borrower that qualifies for a conventional loan, 
Theoretically, his LLPAs are lower now than they were. But I'm almost certainly not going to encourage that guy to get a conventional loan anyway. And for me, like this is the sinister part of this whole thing that people are missing. It's the classic political move, which doesn't actually change reality, but makes people think, oh, look at this wonderful thing that we're doing for this group of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. It didn't change anything. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a part of two loan officer groups on Facebook that have more than 6,000 loan officers in them apiece. All right. And I asked the same question. I said, give me a number. How many borrowers in the last year that had a, a 680 credit score or lower and were only putting 5% down on a loan, how many borrowers did you recommend to get a conventional loan? Two groups, 6,000 each group. I had like four total. Wow. Everyone said the same thing. That's an FHA borrower all day. It's cheaper for them, less money down, less cost down, lower yeah. total monthly payment. Encourage this guy to get in the house, work on his credit, refinance him into a conventional loan down the road and get rid of that mortgage insurance that way. So it's like, yeah, look what all, look at all the stuff that we're doing for you know the 640 borrower that's buying a conventional loan. He's not buying it a conventional loan. He's getting an FHA loan. And these LLPAs have nothing to do with FHA loans. The LLPAs on FHA loans are completely different from conventional loans. So that's the whole picture. Mm-hmm. That's the whole story. I know I've pretty much uh, monopolized this time so oh, far. That's fine. Well, we have you on because yes. you're the expert. Yes. <laughs> we didn't really know, as we said before, about... So that's five really good reasons, honestly, that... Uh, John went through here that yeah. really do show that it is overwhelmingly not what the news and media is making it out to be. Yeah, and again, and, and we'll we'll show you these, you know, the pictures of all the different charts yes. in the show notes. Yeah. Um, but y- you can see exactly what they did. Here we have bright red for somebody with a 720 that's putting 15% down, and it's got it got worse for him. And then here's bright green for someone with a 640 that's putting 5% down. It's bright green for him. And then you see the clip on the news. Yeah. The, the, the low credit score borrower now gets a 1.75% credit, whereas the high credit score borrower has to pay an extra 0.75. No, 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 no. Compared to before, that's a difference. But still, this low credit score LLPA is way higher than this higher credit score LLPA over here. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it's, it's, it was picked up. So I traced this back to an article from the New York post Okay. that was then repeated in a newspaper called the Washington times that was then aggregated by, uh, Fox news, CNN, MSNBC, Dave Ramsey show, uh, Jeff, Jeff Jacoby or Dave Jacoby, De- Jeff Jacoby from the Boston globe, who I really like. He's a, he's a good author, uh, Yahoo finance. This is not like a partisan thing. This is people yeah, from all yeah, over the perspective, yeah. and they're aggregating it. They read what he wrote. Yeah. This, the, the original author talked to one loan officer from California who also seemed to misunderstand exactly what was, what was, mm. um, what was being shown on this chart. And then everyone just ran with it. Well, this guy did the research and said this is how it is, and now it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. And I, 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 I'm literally telling people, no, please keep your credit good. Yes. You're going to want yeah. to have good credit. It's still much better for you. Yeah. 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 We just did a um, – just our last two podcasts that we've done have been on credit. Yeah, um, credit score. And then we just did a – before that, we did renting and buying a house. So I think the timing of this is really important because as we're talking about these topics, I think a lot of people who are listening have questions on – well, if I'm looking at getting a house, you know, this is going to affect me. 
already mortgages, mortgage interest rates, just they're maybe not as high as they have been in years past in the 80s, 90s, right? We right. know that they were absurd. But in the last three years, we've had wonderful rates. Yes. So they're already a little high. So people are already on edge on buying a house. And then they see this and they're like, there's no way I'm buying a house. Right. Right. So when you have people coming up to you with those concerns, kind of what's your encouragement on it's going to be okay. Take yeah. a step back. Let's look at reality. Yeah. So I, I try to go through, I, I try to keep it a little bit shorter than what I did with you guys, because not everyone is interested in getting as in depth. Uh, but what I, I, I start off by saying, by starting off where I did start. Interest rates are just like any other thing of value. You can get whichever one you want. How much do you want to pay for it? Okay. Number two, you qualify for a different interest rate based off of your credit score, your debt to income ratio, and how much money you put down. Here's the chart. Look at it yourself. It's, it's not that complicated, yeah, right? No. The, you know, down the left side, this is your credit score. Figure out your credit score. That's going to be your row. Across the top, this is how much money you put down. If you put 5% down, you're at 95% LTV, loan to value. If you put 10% down, you're at 90% LTV, loan to value. So you go, I'm putting 10% down. I've got a 735 credit score. Now here's my LLPA. Now I say, look at what it would be if your credit score was only 650. And it's always higher. You want the higher credit score. It is true. If you bought last year, the difference between you and Mr. 650 would be wider. But you have not been hurt by this. Yeah. <laughs> Almost everyone was helped at most of the loan-to-value spots. It's specifically the 15 and 20% down that was changed compared to before. So so with that in mind, right, let's, let's just talk about a reality situation on somebody who has a good credit score, is able to put that 15, 20% down. Um, maybe they're a little tentative to do that because you're saying they're affected the most. Are we then encouraging people, okay, well, we know you can put 15% down. Maybe mm-hmm. you should just put 10% down, bank that extra money, and then maybe put a little bit extra every single month on to, to knock down the interest or put a lump sum in in a couple of years right to knock it down what like what, what would yeah. the scenario look like for them great questions um so you know every situation is going to be a little bit different um but i would first of all note like that a lot of this is relative all right so we're looking at this chart right here for mr let's say you've got a 760 credit score mm-hmm. right if you put 10 percent down you've got a loan level pricing adjustment of 0.5 if you put 15% down, it does get worse. It moves up to 0.625. How much of a difference is that really? Mm-hmm. If you put an extra 5% down, your mortgage insurance does get cheaper. Your total amount borrowed goes lower. Your mortgage payment gets lower. I might say, sure, you pay a little bit, tiny bit more upfront in closing, but big picture, you're going to save a lot of money to put 15% down. If people are very worried, though, and I've, I've coached a couple people to do this, um, you, you, you see big differences between like 5% and 15%, right? 5%, you can get a LLPA of 0.125, whereas, you know, over here, it can be closer, you know, 0.625. Mm-hmm. I have coached people to do this. Put 5% down at closing. Then a month later, we're going to do something called recasting your loan. You can take that other... 10 or 15% that you were planning on putting down at closing, and you make a big principal payment on your loan at that point. And it's not a full refinance, it's called a recast. So if you're putting a big principal payment down, we can actually recast your loan for about $300 and then show, you know, 
change your monthly payment to look like what it would have been like if you put 15% down, if you put 20% down. If you want to put the other 15% down and not have mortgage insurance, I have a lot of people do this. Put 5% down, then put another 15% down. Two months later, they they paid mortgage insurance for one month, but they got the better rate because they did this. And if a recast, not every lender can do it, but work with a lender that can do that. And the recast is a great way to go. And you can save all that money, get rid of that mortgage insurance. You know, that's that's like a loophole in the in the game to, you know, to save some money so is on it costs. the same thing as a refinance? You're just not paying all the additional closing costs additional? Correct. And you still get all the benefits of that drop mortgage once that drop mortgage comes up. Correct. So a refinance, you, you know, you've got new lender fees, you've got mm-hmm. new title fees, you've got escrow fees that have to get changed. We don't want to do that. We don't want to give you a whole brand new loan. Yeah, because let's let's be honest, right? That that cost you yes. said three hundred dollars yeah. for a recast versus five three, six grand yeah, for a refinance. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. So yeah, the the recast, not the refinance. The recast is the way to go in those situations. But once again, not all lenders do that. Correct. Is there a time limit to how long you have you? It's eligible. Like, can you recast two years after? You can recast whenever you want. Um, okay. Most lenders will say uh, now if, if you want to make an extra principal payment of four grand, you can't recast, right? They're going to want you to make a payment of at least say $10,000 in order to do a recast. But if you have a big chunk to put down like that, you know, for sure the recast option is a great option. Okay. All right. So so I have another question. Do you have another question? I don't uh, want to just monopolize yeah, no, this side. We're yeah, just going to no, no. j- just yeah. skip over you the whole no, time. So I, have I did have one quick question though. So in lines of the media kind of misleading people on uh, kind of what was going on with the interest rates, there's talk of a 40-year mortgage. Yeah. I was wondering, uh, I only heard a little bit about it. I don't know much about it, but I was wondering if you can expound on that. Is that even a viable option? Is that even an option? Is it a thing? Yeah, great question. So the first place I heard about this was on Facebook from another loan officer. Hey, we got a 40-year mortgage. And I was like, do we really? What's going on here? Here's what happened. Um, the FHA was worried about some of their buyers or some of their borrowers that are currently in FHA loans and are having a, a hard time making their payments in this down economy. All right. So they made a new rule. If you are in an FHA loan and you're struggling to keep up with your payments, we will modify your current loan from a 30-year payment into a 40-year payment to help you lower your payments. Okay. Um, This is not something that just anyone can qualify for. If you're out here trying to buy a house and you're like, oh, can I get a 40-year loan? No, you cannot. This is not for brand new loans. This is not for brand new purchases. This is for uh, homeowners that are already in a home, that are not trying to move, and they're struggling with their payments. Maybe they're a couple payments behind. FHA doesn't want to necessarily foreclose on them. They're trying to work with them. So it's a loan modification option. We'll take your current mortgage, that let's say it was supposed to mature in 2050, and we'll push it back to 2060. And when we do this, we are gonna lower your payment, and we're going to tack on a whole bunch of interest for you for the life of your loan. Um, but perhaps it will help keep you in this loan. A couple things about this. Um, Number one, if you need to do this, I'm not going to tell you not to, right? I definitely don't want anyone to uh, lose out on a house, have to move because they can't make their payments. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is not like just a, a 100% positive thing for the homeowner. Um, when you do a loan modification, this will dramatically affect what you can do for a mortgage in the future. Mm. For instance, 
Rates right now on FHA loans, mid to high fives today. Okay. Let's say you bought a house last year, you're at five and a half percent. Um, and you're struggling to make your payments and they tell you, Hey, we can modify you into a four, a 40 year mortgage saves you 200 bucks a month. So you opt into this loan modification and then a year from now rates fall back down. Mm-hmm. Now they're in the four and a half range. You might not be able to refinance because you entered into a loan modification. And sometimes these loan modifications have rules such as you've got to make 12 payments on time under the new loan terms before you can refinance out of it. And if you had just been able to wait a little bit longer, you might have been able to save that 200 bucks a month by refinancing with a lower interest rate. So it's a, it's a classic governmental change, right? Hey, here's something to do to, that we can help you. And then there's nine strings attached. And you're like, okay, sure. well, is this going to keep this, me? Is yeah. this just affected also if you have, if you buy a house at 20 years and you want to jump to a 30 year, same concept, or is it only to the 40? Yeah. So, uh, great question. If you, if you are in a 20 year mortgage and you want to hop back to a 30, that would just be a classic refinance. Okay. All right. Uh, this modification is specifically, again, only for people that are behind on their payments, struggling making their payments, um, might not be able to, to qualify for a refinance because they've missed some payments. Yeah. So the FHA is going to reach out to them directly, renegotiate and modify their current mortgage into a new 40-year, which is going to give you some help in the short term and is going to pay them a lot more money in the long term. And what we're saying, I think, before we before we went on to the podcast, we were talking before the show, and, and you said this doesn't really even exist because when I go to a mortgage loan officer, I at, when I purchase a home, right. I can't get a 40-year mortgage. Correct. This is something that I already have a house, then they're going to do this modification and yes. switch me to a 40-year. So it's not, it's not like this, hey, I have a 10 and I have 15 and 20 and I can get a 40-year now. Correct. Yeah, yeah. nothing like that. Um Anytime you're trying to get a new loan, you're still at the 15, 20, okay. 25, 30 marks. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Uh, all right. All right. I had, um, I had another question. I think a lot of people, when they're looking at this this uh, new administration thing that we spent a good bit of the first time um, chatting through, um, they kind of take it back to 2008 where we had people with lower credit buying more homes. And then we saw there was an issue with... And that wasn't that wasn't the issue, right? But right. That played into it, um, where people were then defaulting on their loans because they they couldn't pay for the house. Um, do you see that? Um, I think I think a concern people might have is we're going to do the same thing. Lower lower credit people are going to be buying more homes now because of this, and it's helping them out. And sure. In a year, we're all going to be defaulting on our loans, and we're going to be in two thousand eight again, right? I think that's a great question. It's an important question, and that's where again. Um, they actually, uh, Fannie and Freddie made changes to address this and nobody's talking about them. Uh, in January, when the new LLPAs were rolled out, not a single loan officer I know was worried about the LLPAs on credit. There was one that we are all worried about that we haven't even talked about. You'll see here, uh, once these roll into effect, they have added a new LLPA for anyone with a debt to income ratio above 40%. In the past, if you had a 35% debt to income ratio or a 49% debt to income ratio, didn't matter. Your rate was determined by your credit and by your down payment. But I think we would all agree someone with a debt to income ratio of 49 
is much riskier than someone with a debt-to-income ratio of 35, where yeah. you would really want to stay on yeah. a mortgage. Um, and you'll see, we have some pretty big LLPA pricing adjustments, no matter what your credit score is, for anyone with a debt-to-income ratio over 45, over 40%, 0. 0.375. This yeah. is a huge change in pricing. Um, Fannie and Freddie are aware of this, that the, and, and they don't want us to go into another housing crisis. So they've actually made it harder, much harder in the last year and a half. They've made it much harder for low credit buyers to qualify for conventional loans. First of all, you know, I, 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 I kind of zoomed over this earlier. Fannie has what's called an automated underwriting system. We call it desktop underwriter. Essentially, it's like an algorithm that you feed all of the information for a borrower into this little piece of software. It reads it and then it spits out a grade. It either gives you an approve eligible, which says, yeah, we'll do this loan, or a refer with caution, which means, nope, can't do this loan. Maybe the FHA will do it, but we won't. They brought out desktop underwriter version 11.0 last March. And from that point on, it became almost impossible to get borrowers with credit scores below 680 even approved for a conventional loan. So many refer with cautions. I'll talk about it with my friends. This guy's got 10% down. He's got a DTI of 38%. He's got, you know, but he's got a 677 credit score. I can't get an approval with 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 Fannie. Mm. I have to go FHA. Um, they're already making it more difficult with their algorithms. And then adding this LLPA, loan officers are worried because sometimes you have a, a borrower that's got a, a DTI of 39%. Um, and you're, you've got a DTI of 39% because you're calculating $100 a month for, for homeowner's insurance. Goes under contract, gets a homeowner's insurance quote, oh, this house is actually in a flood zone. Homeowner's insurance is 200 bucks, not 100. Oh no, well, you still qualify, but now your DTI is 41%. Your interest rate just got almost a half point more expensive. Right? That's what we've been freaking out about. Yeah. Yeah. The federal government is actually doing things to try to make it harder, make it more difficult for people to get loans. So I actually think they are doing their best to control for this, to protect us from having another you know, 100 million people going into foreclosures because yeah. they can't afford their houses. Um, so yeah, it's a great question. I think they're trying to, to tighten up. The problem is, a lot of times you can't get it confused can, or can uh, approve conventional. FHA will take anything. <laughs> so yeah. they're like, okay, well, we'll just do an FHA loan. And now they're kind of kicking the can down the, down the curb a little bit. But um, at least as far as conventional loans go, I think they are doing a, a, a decent job of trying to control for this. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think this has been really good. I think uh, I have my myself have a much better understanding of what's going on. Yeah, I don't know about you. For sure. Yeah. It's been really good. I like, I like kind of the why it's, the proof behind it, the charts, as he said, we'll put them in the show notes so you can see them too. You can see what he was pointing to and referring to there. But uh, I think really when it comes down to it, just being having the knowledge of what's going on and making sure you're with someone you can trust, right, for a home buying experience is so key. So at this point, uh, John, do you have a Facebook that people can follow? A yeah. Or that song. people can just randomly yeah. call. Yeah. Um, so you can you can see information about our team online, uh, steadfastmortgageteam.com. Uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on YouTube, youtube.com slash, slash C slash the Dean of Mortgages. So um, I'm on YouTube. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. 
on LinkedIn. Please feel free to reach out. I'm super excited to talk to people, help them out. Um, I help out a lot of people that I, that I don't actually give a loan. I have a background in teaching. I was a, a high school teacher and dean of students. So I love educating people. So now I'm the dean of mortgages. That's Makes that's sense. where my nickname comes from. So yeah, anything um, I can do to help, I'd be I'd be more than happy to um, do with your listeners. Awesome. Yeah. And where are you licensed, just out of curiosity? What states? Yeah, so I am licensed in Indiana, Ohio, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, and Florida. My team can do um, can do loans in any state that's not New York. Okay. So if you live anywhere, I could do your loan through somebody on my team. The ones that I usually specialize in would be those, you know, the that, that band in the Midwest and then South Carolina, Florida. Okay. All right, perfect. And we do thank you again very much yeah. for coming on and kind of giving us this. And I know it'll help a lot of people out there. So thank you once again. And um, on that note, uh, join us again next week. We're going to be uh, talking about some other hard-hitting topics. Yeah. But follow maybe us. not this hard-hitting, but yeah, hard-hitting. Yeah. Uh, but follow us on financialfeastpod.com. Uh, we have Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube as well. And we'll look forward to seeing you next time.